0: Hey everybody, I am Alan Gigax, and this is another episode of Classes of Mail, where we cover all the stuff that you should have learned in Carrier Academy, but maybe you've forgotten over the years. Today's topic is the Form 3996. It's something that you probably deal with almost every day, depending on your overtime status. If you're on the overtime list, or if you are a CCA or a PTF, you're going to be dealing with with these all the time. This is the controlling document for overtime at the post office and what that means is that if you go into overtime and you don't have a $3996 to go with it that explains why you went into overtime and got management approval, then by default your overtime is unauthorized. So it is very important that you fill out this form and it's important that you know how to fill it out correctly. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We'll go over each box on the form and tell you what's supposed to go in there. And then we're going to spend a lot of time at the end talking about box J, where you indicate what your reasons are for needing overtime. Box K, where you indicate how much overtime you're going to need. And box P, where if you're the one completing the auxiliary assistance, you're going to put the actual time that you used for that auxiliary assistance. Just a note going forward, where I work, when you give away a portion of your route, to someone else as auxiliary assistance, we call that a handoff. I know it's called different stuff all over the country, here in Las Vegas we call it a handoff. Maybe where you are it's a beef or a bump or a chunk or a pivot or a split or whatever it is. I'm going to call it a handoff, deal with it. So with that said, we'll get into the form. I'm going to start at box A and just go all the way through it and then at the end we're going to talk about those more important boxes, J, K, and P. So. If you want to skip ahead to the more interesting stuff, you certainly can. Go forward a few minutes. And if it's still boring, go forward a few minutes more. And if you keep going forward and it keeps being boring, well, that's on me. I should have made a more interesting episode. But for now, we'll start at box A, delivery unit. That is the name of your station. Whatever your station is called, that's what you're going to put in box A. B, telephone. That is the hotline number for your station, the number that you will call if you need to talk to your supervisor. In many cases, this is pre-printed on your 3996. If it's not, the carrier will often write it in. At my station, it's usually left blank because we all already know what that phone number is. There's no reason to take the time to write it. Box C is the date. You put today's date, the day that the auxiliary assistance is being requested. Box D, carrier's name and route number. That'll be your last name if you're the one filling out the form and, of course, what the route number is, whatever format you use for route numbers at your station. E, lunch, place, and time. This is an outdated part of the form that goes back to when, uh, before we had cell phones and GPS in our scanners, the supervisor, if they wanted to get in touch with us, would have to go out to the route at the place where we said we were going to have lunch and they would look for us there and, and tell us whatever they need to tell us. Luckily, those days are behind us. And so generally, this section of the form is going to be left blank. F, the portion of the shelves that you're giving away as auxiliary assistance. So there are six boxes in section F and each one corresponds to a shelf on your case. Cases can have up to six shelves. That's why there's six boxes. So if you're giving away the beginning of the route, you might shade in box one. End of the route, you might shade in box five or six or whatever it is, or half of the shelf, or left half, right half, whatever you want to put in there so that the person who's receiving that handoff will know what part of your route they're getting. Box G, keys required. If this is checked you're going to want to ask what kind of keys do i need generally we'll take it for granted that you need arrow keys because you can't open cluster boxes without them so if it's checked yes that you need keys you should be asking what kind of keys do i need h carfare required in some areas they have what are called walkout routes where you don't take Uh, mail truck to get to the start of your route. You get on the bus or you just walk or you take a taxi or something like that. And so if you need money for that, it'll be indicated in box H. I, accountable mail. That lets you know whether you have accountable mail or not on your handoff. So if it's marked yes, then you're going to have to go to the accountable cage or to look for that with your handoff that's been prepared for you. I know for me, If I'm giving away a handoff and there's an express mail or a domestic registered or something, I'm not going to sign for that in the morning. I'm going to mark box I, yes, accountable mail, and then you're going to have to go to the accountables cage and sign for that stuff. I'm not signing for that stuff for you. I don't trust you. Box J, reason for use of auxiliary. I'm going to go into depth on this in a little while, but for now, just an overview. This is where you indicate the reasons that you need overtime. You'll put whatever the actual reasons are and justify to management why it is you're going to go into overtime today. Box K, estimated work. This is the single biggest source of conflict between carriers and management, and this is where you're going to tell them how much overtime you're going to need in order to go clean what I mean by going clean is you're going to deliver all your mail, you're going to case all your mail, you're going to do all of your accountables, you're going to do all of your cleanup, all your route maintenance, all the things that you have to do throughout the entire day, all of it. That's what going clean means. And if you're going to go clean and need overtime, this is where you put how much overtime you need. More on this box a little bit later. L, management action. This is where they'll decide what they want to do with your overtime request. So they have two options. They can either approve overtime or they can approve auxiliary assistance. Auxiliary assistance means you're going to take that overtime and give it to someone else to do that work for you. Notice that those are their only two options. There is no third option on there that says just go faster. If you give a good faith estimate in box K, just go faster ain't a real thing because you're already telling them this is how long it's actually going to take me in order to do this work. So a third option that management does have is to address what you put in box J. You know, maybe you told them that I need 30 minutes of overtime because we have uh, circulars today and it takes me more time to put those in the box. So management could disapprove your overtime until you just curtail your ads and now you don't need overtime anymore. Of course, if they do that, then you're going to have to fill out the 1571 undelivered mail report because management has now instructed you to delay the mail. Maybe we'll do an episode at some point on the 1571. I don't know. Next, box M, transportation mode. I guess this is for those walkout routes where you're going to use something other than a postal vehicle to get to the start of the route. We don't have any walkouts here in Las Vegas, so I'm not real familiar with it, but it seems reasonable that that's what that is. N and O give you um, details about The handoff that you're going to be doing tells you where to start delivery in box N. It might tell you where different relays are. In box O, it'll tell you if there are any collection boxes. And that's up to the regular carrier or the supervisor to fill all that stuff in. I know at my station that's almost always left blank. Once you've done a handoff once or twice, you pretty much know what you're getting. But if the carrier or the supervisor takes time to write stuff in there, you better pay attention to it because this is information that they want you to know if you're doing the handoff. And finally, down at the bottom, we have P, assistance completed by. This is where your name is going to be if you're the one who's doing the handoff. And then below that, you have a series of boxes where you put the actual time used to do that work. All right, so that's the whole form. Now we get to the interesting stuff. It took about eight minutes. All right, so that's not too bad. Now, let's get to the nuts and bolts here. Box J, the reason auxiliary assistance is being Uh, is required for this route. So you're going to put in here whatever your actual reasons are. What is the reason that you're requesting this overtime? And you need to be as specific as possible. This is where you're building a case to present to management for why you need this overtime. Management prefers you to use firm numbers. If you're the regular carrier on the route you have what's called a reference volume. It's the amount of mail that you usually get in a given day. So on my route uh, maybe I get 1,000 pieces of DPS and 300 pieces or 200 pieces of caseable mail, of residual mail. So today instead of 1,000 DPS, I have 1,500 DPS. So I'm going to put in box J that my DPS is 50% above reference or 150% of reference. I actually prefer to put 150% because that number looks bigger. but you know, you do, you do, you could put 500 pieces over reference, whatever it is you want to do. If you normally have, you know, two tubs of flats and today you have four tubs of flats, that's your reason. That's what's going in there. If you have a third bundle that you're going to have to carry, like your weekly ads or something like that, that's what's going to go in that box. Again, you want to be as specific as possible and use firm numbers wherever you can. If you normally get 20 parcels and today you have 30 parcels, again, that's going to be parcel volume 150% of reference, you know, whatever it is. The numbers I'm using might seem kind of small to you guys, and I'd like to say that it's because I just want to use simple numbers to get the point across, but it's also partly because those are the numbers I'm used to. I'm on a walking route where I only have 350 deliveries and my mail volume is pretty low. So for me, uh, mail volume doesn't affect my route very much because on a walking route my time is generally dictated by just how long it takes me to walk from one front door to the other to deliver the mail and I've got all this time in between houses to get my mail ready so whether I have two pieces of mail or five pieces of mail for the next house really doesn't take me any longer what really adds to my time is parcel volume because I can't carry all those parcels with me while I'm out walking from house to house. So every large parcel I have means I'm gonna to have to make a special trip. Again, whatever the reasons are on your route, that's what you're gonna to wanna to put for your reason for auxiliary. Uh, incidentally, on the back of the form, there's a key that describes all these boxes for you. And in box J, it says omit during Christmas period. At Christmas, we all know why you need overtime it's because it's Christmas and so you just have to put how much you need. But it's always a good policy to put something in there anyway. Now, those are the easy reasons to put for overtime, but there are plenty of other reasons why you might need overtime. You might have road construction out on your route and so you're having to deviate, you're not able to park where you might normally park, things like that, of course that's going to add time to your route. Here in Las Vegas, Uh, we're getting very close to summertime and once the temperature gets up 110 115 degrees I'll put that on my 3996 that I need additional comfort stops because of excessive heat there's no way management can tell me no don't take comfort stops to cool down and those stops take time they add to my route so I might ask for another 15 or 20 minutes because of those stops to cool down drink water things like that uh you might have had uh a bad breakfast burrito, and now you got the squirts, and you're gonna have to go to the bathroom a lot. That's what's gonna go on box j is that I'm gonna have to deviate frequently for comfort stops. you know again, whatever your actual reason is, that's what's gonna that's what you're gonna put down. I will tell you this management does not like to see route out of adjustment or route too long or things like that. and that may be the actual reason. you know the route that I had Uh, Before my current one, it was about 45 minutes over every day. And it was a low-volume route, so it wasn't the volume that was pushing it over. It was all the walking. It just took me that long to walk the route. And so management would come by. They'd see that I wanted 45 minutes of overtime. And they'd say, but DOA says that you only have your regular mail volume. You should be eight hours. Well, for me, that takes me eight hours and 45 minutes. My regular mail volume takes me that long. And so that's what I'm going to put in box J. Whatever that reason is, maybe you're in a, they don't have vehicles for you. And so you're in a pro master and you're going to have to jump out the other side all the time. And it just, it takes longer, whatever that actual reason is. So that brings us on to box K, the amount of overtime that you're requesting or that you're informing them. And first thing I want to note is that K says right on it, estimated work. So if you have one of those supervisors who tells you, oh, I need your commitment time, that's bogus. There is no such thing as a commitment time. It is an estimate, and it says it right on the form. Do not stand for that. You're not committing to anything. You never know what's going to happen out on the street, and your supervisor doesn't know what's going to happen out on the street. You're given a good faith estimate of how long it's going to take you if you go clean. So for this to work, you have to be honest in that assessment. If you say you're going to need an hour of overtime and it's because you're planning on taking a few extra breaks under the shade tree, maybe go have a couple of cigarettes and, and uh, chat with some customers on your route, you know that's not necessarily going to work. Because if they come out to follow you, you're not going to be able to actually make your route take that amount of time. So Box K has to be your good faith estimate. You have to be honest and give a real assessment here. And the reason for that is because if they try to deny you overtime, your fallback position has to be, well, come out, watch me deliver it and see how long it actually takes. Because if management pushes back on you with box K, they're accusing you of stealing time. They're saying that you're lying to them. No, your route doesn't really take that long. I don't stand for that. I'm telling you how long my route takes. And if you think it's different... Come out and show me. You think I'm out there wasting time? Come out. Watch me. See what time-wasting practices I'm doing. The route that I was telling you about earlier that was 45 minutes over, I had this conflict day in and day out with this one particular supervisor, and I would tell him, hey, if you think it should be shorter, come out and watch me. And I'll tell you guys, I wound up getting followed five different times. And every single time, that route was exactly as long as I said it was going to be, and eventually they had to adjust the route, bring it down to eight hours, and, and 45 minutes got taken off my route permanently and given to somebody else who was having under time all the time. So, that's what Box K is all about, and you have to be able to prove that, yeah, it really does take you that long. So, that's those. Now, we get down to line P. So, Let's say that you fill in this form, you put your reasons in box J. You know, I have eight certified letters instead of two. I have 30 parcels instead of 20, whatever your reasons are. You say, I'm gonna need an hour of overtime and management approves you for one hour of auxiliary assistance. So now you're gonna give away an hour of your route. You'll go back up to box F, G, H and I, fill all that stuff in, maybe put some stuff in N and O for the whoever's doing your handoff. And then their name is going to go down in box P. So now I want to shift gears here and talk about what if it's your name down in box P and you're the one who's doing the handoff. Well, the first thing that you need to know is that when you're doing the handoff, the time that's written up in box K for estimated work, it's got nothing to do with you. That is not your time. If I'm giving you a handoff, I put in for an hour of auxiliary, or I put it in for an hour of overtime, management approved me for an hour of, of auxiliary, now I'm gonna to have to take an hour of my route and leave it for you to deliver. And so in box K, it's gonna say one hour. But remember, that's how long it would take me to deliver that portion of my route. How long is it gonna take you to deliver it? Who knows? I don't know how fast you walk. I don't know if you know the shortcuts or you know where you're going. Or you're going to have to search for house numbers or any of that stuff. Maybe what I say takes an hour is actually going to take you an hour and a half. Maybe you're a faster walker than me. It's going to take you 45 minutes. Whatever it takes, that's the times that you put down in box in section P where you put what time did you uh, move over to that route, what time did you start delivering, what time did you end delivering, and so on. All that stuff goes down at the bottom. So when box K is filled out, I've already said it has to be a good faith estimate of how much work there actually is, how much overtime is needed. But when you're receiving a handoff, you don't know how good of faith that was in box K. And even if I gave you that handoff again, and I put a a truly good faith estimate of that work, that doesn't mean that that's how long it's actually going to take you that is someone else's estimate of how long the work will take them or even worse if a route is being split and there's no carrier on it it's just being divided up then that is the supervisor's estimate of how long that portion of the route's going to take and that number is total bullshit so at my station i'll give you an example our routes are generally designed to be one hour in the street or one hour in the office and about seven hours on the street, or maybe an hour and a half in the office, six and a half on the street, something like that. But when a route gets split, it'll get split into five one hour handoffs for a total of five hours of street time. So that means that the regular carrier takes six and a half or seven hours to do all the street work, but somehow it's supposed to take the people on handoffs only five hours. What happened in the other two hours? Well, I've asked management this question many times, and they always give this hand-waving response of, well, you know, you get a lunch out there. Yeah, I do know that, and that would bump my street time up to seven and a half hours. That's not what we're talking about. The lunch is not included in that street time. Oh, well, you get two 10-minute breaks, and you got some comfort stops in there too. All right, I'll grant you a half hour, so maybe at the outside, we could get down to six hours. But not five hours, and not five hours for people who are unfamiliar with that router. They're not doing it every day. That time in box K is totally bogus. So when I get a handoff at my station, usually they split it four ways into four hour 15s. I know that's probably going to take me an hour 30 to an hour 45. And that's it. It takes what it takes. You hear that time and again from the union folks. It takes what it takes. And that's what happens down in box T, the box P what did it actually take that's the time that you put on there now management will use box k as a bludgeon when you are doing handoffs and especially if you're a cca and they think they can get one over on you they think they can pressure you and they'll say oh i only gave you four hours of handoffs today how come it took you six you know what's wrong with you why are you going so slow out there got to remember that box K has got nothing to do with you. That time could be totally bogus. I had a day at my station where it was the day after a holiday. So we had three days worth of mail to deliver. And it was a, it was a super heavy day and supervisor had me case and split a route. And it was actually the old route that I used to have. That was a, a long route. And I knew how long that thing was going to take on the street. If I was doing that route, I would have asked for probably two and a half hours of overtime that day. And the supervisor came by. He goes, hey, I want you to split it uh, four ways. And he gave me four one hour. No, whatever it was, all told, it was four and a half hours. And I said, dude, you got to be kidding me. Do you really think that this route only has four and a half hours on the street? Is Just try to divide it up evenly and uh, it takes what it takes. So even management knows that number in box K that they put in there. That's a bullshit number. Four and a half hours on the street. Give me a freaking break. So, that's what you fill in. Down in, box, in line P is what your actual time was that you took. Now, I've asked the union folks in my area in Las Vegas, how often are carriers getting disciplined for failing to live up to the time in box K on their handoffs? And I was pleased to report that the answer to that is never. No carrier is getting disciplined for that. That discipline certainly would not stand. But that doesn't stop management from using that to lean on you and to say, hey, this is only an hour handoff. Why, you know, why are you taking so long? So again, I tell you that time when you're doing the handoff, that time has nothing to do with you. You take however long it takes to do the job the right way. That's it. That's the whole form. That's the 3996. Uh, just to reiterate, box J, you put whatever your actual reasons are, whatever the honest reason is that you're going to need that overtime. You know, uh, I have put in there that I'm feeling sick today and I'm just moving slowly. And so I'm going to need another hour to get this all done. Cause I just can't move at my regular pace. And if management wants to give me a hard time, well, I need you at hundred percent. Fine. I can go home. If I'm too sick to work, send me home. Otherwise you get what you get, but that's easy for me to say. I've been doing this for 17 years And I have a pretty good relationship with my supervisors. Uh, Again, whatever you put in box J, it has to be the real reasons that you need that time. Box K has to be your good faith estimate of how long it's really going to take you if you go clean. And finally, down in box P, that is where you put your actual times if you're the one doing the handoff. And that covers your $3,996. All right, get out there, do the job right, work safely, get home safely, and uh, have a good day delivering the mail. I will see you next time.